Hello there, welcome to a Mother's Life podcast with me, your sister and host, Shelly Newton. Each week on this podcast, we are going to be learning a lot about motherhood. Myself and other women who are mothers will be sharing our experiences with you. This, we hope, will help you prepare for your role as a mother in future. This podcast is ideal for all young ladies who aspire to be mothers one day. Yes, we are going to share with you so much information that will help you to be a good mother. If you just gave birth, welcome to the Mothers Club and thank you for choosing to listen to this podcast. I believe you are going to learn a lot that will help you navigate your way through motherhood. Thank you for staying tuned in. I'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Shelly Newton, your sister and authentic host. Today, I'm going to share with you why I wanted to marry an impotent man. <laughs> Interesting, right? Yes. Okay, so when I was, um, I think, six, seven years old, I was watching a movie. And in this movie, there was a woman who was pregnant and in labor. And the way this woman was screaming, yelling, and all kind of you know, uh, acrobatics. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All these kind of things, you know. It really scared me. It really scared me. I, I was just there with my friends and I, I told them that, hey, hey, me, I will not give birth though. I will not give birth. You see, it's painful though. See, the woman is really in pain. I will not give birth. And that statement I made, that confession I made, really registered deep down within me in my subconscious yeah and so growing up i had that at the back of my mind that i will never give birth i won't give birth i won't because it's painful i i just didn't like pain i don't like pain i don't like anything associated with pain i just don't like it you know taking injections even medicine i don't like taking medicine <laughs> i just <laughs> I just don't like anything that that will cause me pain. I remember one of the days I went to the hospital. I was very sick that night. I think I I was running and vomiting at the same time, uh, experiencing severe stomach pain. So my mom took me to the hospital the next day. And when we went to see the doctor, the doctors, they already know me. They know that me and injection is a no 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 so whenever we go to the hospital for a checkup or for consultation what they do is that they have a way of signaling they have a way of signaling my mom that i need an injection or i was going to take an injection so i went out and like i was following my mom she led me to the injection room when we were going i was trying to communicate with the woman to ask her what we are going to do there but she didn't mind me she entered i also entered and then uh, the 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 nurse prepared the syringe was ready to give me an injection i said me for the way i didn't take it all i i just left the room i wouldn't allow it i didn't so my mom left and and i was there alone you know because she couldn't convince me that I needed... But that was an injection. I think it was... Yeah, I needed... A, I was supposed to be given a trip and an injection. But I 
I refused both. So my mom was advised to get me coconut on our way back home. But for the injection, I needed to take it. And I wasn't ready for it. So my mom, after staying for a while and, uh, you know, she couldn't convince me to take it. She left me in the hospital. She told me she was going. I can find my way back home. And so she left. <laughs> I was like, I think I was 12, 13 years by then. And so I went to I went to sit on one of the chairs in the hospital. I was waiting. I was waiting, trying to see if I can find the courage to go and take the injection. So after a while, I said, okay, let me just go and take this and then leave. I mean, after all, what? What is pain? Huh? And then I got up, made my way straight to the injection room. But right before I, <clears throat> I got to the door, a woman came out, an elderly woman who, she held her bum bum. <laughs> and, she, and she had this, this, this face, you know, like, you could feel like she was going through pain. Like, this thing is painful. Like, you know, she was expressing that kind of pain. And I said, me, go inside and go and die. No way. Like, like I won't. So I left. Yes, I left. I left. I came. I came back home without the injection, and it's it's always been like that. If I have to take injection, my goodness, heaven and hell had to come down. Before no, hell is down. Yeah, heaven has to come down. Hell has to go up <laughs> before I'll take an injection. <clears throat> All right. So please don't mind me, okay? That's how I am. I'm like that kind of funny person. Yeah. So things associated with pain. Like, like not me. So as I was growing up with this this mentality, I never give birth. I think one of the days I told my mom about it and she was like, Shut up. You how can you say that? You don't you don't need to say that. You have to give birth. And I kept quiet. And anybody you, you tell about that try to discourage you. But I was so firm. I just needed to, to hold on. Hold on to this this mind. You know, my yeah, go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't need to hold on to it. I didn't want to just lose it. So I was there growing up, and um, one of the days I went to church in the evening, and the man of God was led to to um, raise a topic about confession. That people who make negative confessions, he said, he said we should pray against it. That it, it had a way of affecting us affecting us in future so i remember that okay i've been making this confessions every time that i'll never give birth so i did i i prayed and i i revoked it i reversed it i did all the we 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 but when i left the church room mm, the thought was still there the, 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 that kind of you know that that conviction was still there that me i'll never give birth hmm. So as I was growing up, you know, I, I, I felt I had so, so much time, so much time to get over it. So I didn't really bother working on it. But as I started dating, I dated one or two guys. And each time there is this topic about childbearing children, they showed so much interest. And I said, wow. <laughs> so they want me to have children eh hmm. me suffer the pain and have children so that they will be called fathers all right there was this guy one of my ex you know i he he got to know about my fear for um childbearing so he tried he tried he really tried though he did he tried to convince me you know to to get out of that fear he he used his ma- his mother's um experience 
you know, to try and get me to overcome my fears, you know, how that the mother, uh, you know, when she goes into labor, she doesn't have so much uh, challenges, you know, before she could even uh, be attended to or before, like, before long, she, she, she would just give birth. And he did, but still, 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 still. Hmm. So sometimes when I date a guy, I'll ask how many children do you want to have and all that. In my mind, in my mind, I was, I was, I was going for adoption. Yeah, like if it comes to words, I have to adopt. I knew that society won't spare me. Society won't allow me to stick to my, my, my personal, you know, personal, personal things. <laughs> so I wanted to adopt children yeah, i felt that that is also mother who so why not let me just adopt children hmm. and so at a point in my life when i was getting closer to my marriage you know like getting married the marital ages i was i was contemplating should i go in for um, a married man Hey, did I say married man? No. Should I go in for an old man, an older man? I mean older, whose children could could possibly be my age, you know? Or somebody who, yeah, somebody who has given birth to all, you know, has wasted all, no, not wasted. Somebody who has just made good use of all his sperms and has given birth to all the children he wants to give birth to in this world. So that person will not bother me with childbearing. I mean, like, eh, when will you give birth? When will you give birth? I need to, you know, hold my baby. No, 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 no. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> yes. Then at a the point, I said, okay, the older man, maybe my parents will not even allow me to bring an older man home. So if I have to marry a man, then I should marry an impotent man. Mm, let me marry an impotent man. I and mean, that man knows that he can't give birth. He can't give birth. So he won't even give me pressure. I mean, he will agree for us to go for adoption. Hmm, yes. But I didn't get one. <laughs> I didn't get an important man to marry. Uh, yesterday, a friend of mine, like, you know, she, she sent me a message and she asked, so when you were telling yourself that you didn't want to be a mother and you're going to marry, what were you thinking? What were you, what were you thinking, my dear? Yeah, what I was thinking was that when I get married, maybe I can talk to my husband for us to adopt a child. Yes, that was my mind. You know, that was the plan. But then I, when I got married, I didn't even, I didn't even plan on, on getting, getting pregnant too. I didn't plan on getting pregnant. It just happened. I married in August and in December I was pregnant. Hey, hmm. you have no idea what happened when I, I, I <laughs> when I realized I was pregnant, you know, hmm. you see, one of the days I, I came home, I was on campus by then I was in level, level 200. So one of the days I came home for something that was after uh, after I'd married. Yeah, I came home for something. I think to spend some two days. And just when I got there, I was watching a a program on TV, and they were preparing a uh, teaching how to prepare pancakes. Just then, I I had a strong craving for pancakes. So a friend of mine had come to visit me. I told her that Charlie, we have to prepare pancakes. So just get some ingredients and let's prepare it. No matter what, we just have to. You know, and in her mind, she was like, hey, this girl is pregnant, but she never told me about it. And so we prepared the pancake. We, we enjoyed it. The next day, I did some washing. And I realized, like, the following day when I was going, 
my 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 hand this part of my hand you know from my palm to my ankle yeah that side it was very pale i didn't know before then a friend of mine you know my roommate she sent me a message and asked me hey shali are you pregnant and i said no i'm not pregnant he says what if you are pregnant what would you do i said well i have nothing to do i'm married so i'll just take it like that and she said hey some of the guys in our class have started suspecting you you know they've been asking me if you are pregnant and all that i said okay I me mean, i know i'm not pregnant so why should it be a big deal and if i'm pregnant i'm married i went to campus <laughs> when my friends see when my friends see me and they look at me in some way you know like those who are confident and bold enough to talk to me about it will just come and say hey pregnant woman are you pregnant I said no i'm not pregnant then one of the days one of the one, one guy told me that hey you, you are pregnant and i said me please i'm not pregnant and the way like the the, the thing the situation was like you know the, the way the thing went you know i had to just go and buy the pregnancy kits and you know take a test and when i bought the pregnancy kits i did a test in the evening <laughs> so i i i passed the urine and then i went through the process you know you have to you have to take some urine and then drop some um, drop some you know put some droplets on the test kit so i did it mm, i did it all and when i did it <laughs> i just threw the, the the pregnancy kit away i threw it somewhere somewhere so far because i didn't want to see it i was just praying that god don't let it be pregnancy don't let me be pregnant don't let me be pregnant let it be negative 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 so i went to pick it up and it was negative i said wow thank you jesus lord i thank you lord i thank you i was so excited about it and so the next day when i saw my friend i said hey i'm not pregnant i'm not pregnant i'm not pregnant yeah but i'm getting to the end of the semester let's say two weeks after taking that first test i started feeling feverish it was in the exams week so i said okay let me just go and um, buy malaria uh, course let me let me let me take a malaria course yeah mm, it could be malaria but before then i don't know why but i felt like okay let me just check because my my menses are, had also delayed i'm that type who doesn't even keep track of my menses so that kind of safe period what have you i didn't know about it so me i just knew that like i was supposed to have my menses and it wasn't in so i went for the pregnancy kit and um, I was told that it, it's more effective in the morning when you use your first urine. So I waited in the morning. I when I woke up, I went to pick it up. I I passed the urine and and I I, I put the drops. And once again, this one I didn't throw it away. But I left it on the table and came back to the bed. The distance is quite you know <laughs> quite. Uh, quite quite long yeah it is it's, it's quite a distance from from my from my bed to where the table was it's quite a distance so i was supposed to check it after i think some minutes but i allowed the minutes to pass more minutes and i went for it then when i went for it when i checked the two red lines were there i'm pregnant Oh God, 
oh Jesus, God, why? God, why me? God, why? Oh God, why I'm in trouble? I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. Oh God, I'm dead. Lord, why me? That was all I was saying. Like, I, I felt so sad and so, 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 so terrified. Like, I, I was, I was scared. God, this is, this is not good, though. This is not good. This is not good, though. This is not good. This is bad. Hey. Hmm. On that day, I think I had a paper or so. No, no, no. I didn't have a paper. So, I just took the day off. I was there just in the room, like, thinking about myself, about the situation, how I was going to cope with it, you know. Hmm. God. What am, I, what, what, what am I going to do? That was what I kept asking myself. So in the evening, I called my husband and I told him that hey, hey, there is there is trouble low. He said, why? What is it? I said, I'm pregnant. And this guy was like, wow, thank God. I, I feel like screaming. I said, hey, what is it? I said, I'm pregnant too. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. And you are there like jubilating. You're happy. And he was happy, yeah, he was happy, but I wasn't happy about it. So, um, just some day, I think a, a day or two, he came over and we talked. Like he was like, "Oh, don't worry about this." Mm? But he he didn't know. He didn't know I had that fear for preg- for child bearing. He he knew. Maybe <clears throat> I think in in the conversation, uh. I think I've mentioned it like that giving mm, birth is painful, but he didn't know that that kind of fear was was very strong, it was very deep, you know. So I was pregnant, and each day I woke up with a pregnancy, I was sad when I, I thought about it. Hey, God, what will happen to me? What will happen to me? Why? Why this time? Why am I pregnant? And I wasn't happy every day, I wasn't happy, I was always worried. and one of the days, you know, so for like three months, so for like three months, I wasn't happy. Now, four months, five months, I wasn't happy. One of the days, my pastor sent me a devotion, and it was about being grateful to God. Something about being grateful to God. After I read it, I wept. I felt so, 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 so sad. And the reason being that I have not been. I've not been grateful. I've, I've not been appreciative enough to God. Like I've been, I've been so ungrateful that God has blessed me with a, a child, and I'm here complaining, and I'm here bitter, and I'm here unhappy. You know, mm, I was just not ready for this. So, after reading the devotion, I went on my knees and I prayed. I asked God to forgive me. Asked God to forgive me that I was so sorry. You know, mm, I really felt bad. Because I, 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 I knew there were people looking for uh, the fruit of the womb and have not gotten people. I, I know because I have friends too in the same situation. So if I got it without even asking for it, without even praying about it, then I should be grateful. But the fear of childbearing was the issue. You know, so I gave birth. No, I didn't give birth. <laughs> so... I went through the pregnancy. I went through the pregnancy, and I, at a point, then I had to, I had to accept the baby. You know, I had to make the baby feel accepted. So, 
from then i always in the morning i'll just speak to my my baby tell my baby you are welcome i love you and I, i'm grateful to god that you are here because i know that for all the time that i was i was apprehensive you know all those times i was also causing the baby some kind of i was communicating something to the baby yeah so that was it that was the reason why i i wanted to marry an impotent man yeah by the grace of God, I have two kids, and I'm going to walk you through those months, what happened, and how I got to, like you know, have these babies. Yeah. All right. All right. So that's where we end our story for the day. Our mother's story. Our next segment is my chocho diary with me shali newton don't go anywhere stay tuned in i'll be right back hi there and welcome back thank you for staying tuned in this segment is my chocho diary with shali newton as a mother and a worker who doesn't have a car yet, I make my way to work each morning on a trotro. I encounter so many people and I experience so much. These experiences are what I want to share with you. Yes, they are true stories, but some of them have added a little spice just to make it suit your taste. One thing I want you to do for me is don't take them personal, okay? This is just supposed to make you laugh. Alright, so today's Chocho diary I want to share with you. You know something? Do you know that in Ghana, it is not only people who feed on human flesh and blood that are attacked as witches? Yes, that's it all. If you exhibit any attitude, character, action, what have you, that does not suit society or does not make the other person comfortable, mm, you are a witch. Mm-mm, you are a wizard. <laughs> and in Chocho, eh? There are so many things that goes on in a church that makes people tag others as witches and wizards. But unfortunately, those people are not even aware. The same people will get down, go to the church, and go and pray, call down fire, thunder, brimstone, what have you, on their grandmothers and grandfathers who they suspect are witches and wizards. Let me tell you, when you sit in church and you exhibit any of these characters I'm going to talk about, please, bear in mind that somebody has tagged you as a witch and if you're a guy a wizard yes let me start with one for today next week i'll bring you another or the rest yes so you know that time where you sit beside somebody who is sitting at the window side and you are just waiting for an opportunity eh for the person to just alight so that you can go and take over that window side you know you know and fortunately the person Alert the mate that Charlie mates bus stop. Ah, that feeling of Charlie, some kind of um, joy in your heart because you know that wow, your dream has come to pass. So the person alights, and because of the lack of space, you know, in our trotro, so you have to get down for the person to also get down. Then you get down, waiting for the person to just climb down for you to climb up and go and occupy the window space. No, somebody comes from the back and comes to occupy that space. My goodness, that can be the most painful thing that can ever happen to you. I tell you, <laughs> it did happen to me. Eh? Ah, and the lady I went to sit beside, eh? 
she wasn't even looking at my face because I was I, I had a frown on my face some a, a kind of face that when she she sees I was hoping that it will make her tell me oh please excuse me and then go back to where she came from but she didn't even look at me oh she didn't care I mean she was just there and I, I was I was just boiling up in anger so that lady I tagged her as a witch and I know that if you also do that people will tag you as a witch so please when people are light and others were seated bes- beside them before they are lighted. Please allow those people to occupy the window. The window sit there, though. It's sweet, eh? You know, when you sit there, the fresh air and all kind of, you know, fresh air, and you can easily buy anything you want to buy. So that is our church or diary for today. Next week, I'll give, I'll bring you another interesting one. I hope you enjoyed it. All right, stay tuned in. I'll be right back. It's time for our inspirational word for the week. Today's inspirational word is taken from a book whose author is known to be the wisest man who ever lived on this earth. Yes, I'm talking about King Solomon. Yeah, he's the wisest, yes. And from one of his books, Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 10, he says that whatever your hands find doing, do its will. It's as simple as that. Whatever you are doing in life currently, do it well. Whether you are doing it for yourself or you are doing it for another person, just put in your all. Do it with all your heart, with all your might, with all your strength. Why? Yes, because you don't know who will recommend you or you don't know which, what or when. You will be recommended to a greater platform. People, people watch us. You may not know, but as we, we live and as we go about our daily activities, a lot of eyes are observing and they are good ones. It's not every eye that observes that is witchcraft or that is evil. Yeah, there are good ones among them. And somebody is waiting for an opportunity to recommend you to a higher and a greater a platform so whatever you are doing now don't despise it the bible even says that we shouldn't despise little beginnings i want you to know that one day the little business that you you feel is not satisfactory enough or whatever you are doing you feel people are not even uh, they are not even appreciating what you are doing all the effort don't worry about it one day one day just one day somebody is going to recommend you and that will be your breakthrough so whatever you find yourself doing my sister just do it well do it well this week whatever you find your hands doing or whatever your hands find doing do it well wow it's been a great and awesome time on today's episode i trust and hope you've also had a great time yes i have enjoyed myself to the max unfortunately we have to end the podcast here for today i'll come your way again next week with another interesting informative and entertaining episode don't miss it get interactive send me your comments send me your questions send me your contributions i'll be waiting to hear from you you can follow me on facebook 
Shali Newton. You can follow me on Twitter, Shali Newton. You can follow me on Instagram, Minister Shali Newton. I also have a YouTube channel with some interesting content there that you love. It's Authentic D2G. Thank you so very much for making time to, to stay with me on this podcast. Hope to come your way again next week. God willing. Thank you once again. The love is mutual. This has been your sister, Shelly Newton. Mm-hmm.